After the port wine was gone and the Pequod was destroyed, I packed up all my belongings into a U-Haul truck and headed back to the Space Coast. That was the same U-Haul truck that broke down on the side of the road, if you're keeping score. I got back home, moving in with Mom, and she had leveled up from that two-bedroom, one-bath home across the street from the beach. Now she was riverfront for sure. Big house with a pool. Enjoyed some great time with Mom. She only had a few years left on this earth unbeknownst to us all. So I'm glad I had that experience. Caught a bunch of rays by the pool. Caught a bunch of snook in the river before our Indian River Lagoon turned to shit. But that's another story. I was sitting at this riverfront palace when, ring, ring, my phone rang. And a friend said, hey, let's go to karaoke. No, no, I can't do it. I have to get a new pair of flip-flops tomorrow. Well, Ron John's is open 24 hours. He said, oh, all right. So I went down there, picked up some rainbows, and headed to The Hustler. That was the name of the dive bar we were doing karaoke at. And it was just your standard dive. Two pool tables, some darts, golden tea, of course. But the karaoke side of things, very exciting. A full stage, screens looking up at you so you could face the crowd as you read the words. I crushed it, as I'm apt to do at any karaoke night. A good time was had by all until a diminutive blonde caught my eye and offered to buy me a shot of Jägermeister. It instantly all went to my head. The next thing you know, I left the bar with this girl. I left my friend there. A bunch of mistakes ensued. Yeah, nothing really happened. But I woke up in the morning with a pearl earring dug into my back. Yeah. What do you think of that? That's when the girl said, yeah, I like pearls more than diamonds. Diamonds come from the dirt. Huh, that's an interesting statement. I went on to listen to a bunch more she had to say. Gosh, it got crazy after that. But I'll get into it slowly but surely as Crazy Town Week continues. Today, though, I want to talk about dive bars, what you do in your 20s, and Alanis Morissette today when we start joshing around. My daughter Pearl starts middle school next year and today was the day we took a tour of the school. The tour ended in the media center, which is Newspeak for a library. I walked around perusing the shelves for a minute. I know the Dewey Decimal System well and what I was looking for was the number of books they had on financial literacy and there were few. What was funnier, and you can see this at MLB Realtor on Instagram, the 200s, or the religious section of the Dewey Decimal System, completely empty. Yeah, they're not telling these myths at all. However, head over to the graphic novel section, and it's bursting with new books. Lesson being, put Jesus or Muhammad in a cape, and then tell your story, and maybe you'll get somewhere in the future. Otherwise, stick to science, right? It is a school. I get it. I really could go on and on with details of that night at The Hustler. I'm a big fan of the standards, so I started off singing Frank Sinatra's Come fly with me, let's fly, let's fly away. She sang Nothing Compares to You by Sinead O'Connor. That was the thing that piqued my interest because I've been a bit vain, and that might have bit me in the butt this time around. Nonetheless, the exotic booze definitely got to me, and uh, I was wooed away with a nod to go play Pictionary, of all things. Hey, do you want to leave and go play Pictionary with my friends? Yeah, I guess I do. We got in my car, headed down south. That very day, I had been published in the paper with a letter to the editor. Nothing big. But I was showing it off. Hey, look at me. Cock of the walk. Little did I know, 
I was just a mark to be trimmed. What happens in your 20s really has no real bearing on your life unless you do something seriously stupid, like get hooked on opiates, step on a landmine, or get pregnant. Guys, getting pregnant applies to you too, because you better stick around, you dirtbag, no matter the capacity of the relationship. In any event, if you don't step on any of those landmines of life, just have fun in your 20s and experience things. Get experience in work, life, and love. Go out and live your life because you'll never have another time when you're truly unencumbered. Now, stash some money away, right? Because compounding interest is everything. But more serious than that, stay on point and don't go stepping on landmines. I still wear flip-flops a lot. In fact, I just got back into rainbows after wearing Olakai for a few years. The reason why I stayed in them so long, the Olakai warranty is fantastic. They sent me two free pair. Now, rainbow has a great warranty too, but I've never utilized it, so don't let me sway you either way. In any event, if you don't know what I'm talking about and you're looking down at me for wearing flip-flops, I totally get it because I look down at people that don't wear shoes at all. The way this works is someone in a fancy leather upper looks down at someone in a sneaker who looks down at someone in flip-flops like me who's busy looking down at some barefooted individual. This reminds me of a long-standing theory I've had called trickle-down cooking. The way this works is the rich eat first. They have a filet mignon, maybe a beef wellington. From there, the upper middle class, they get a little cut off a sirloin maybe. Someone below that, you know, here, me, the lower upper class, gonna eat some ground beef. And then, to put it politely, everybody else is eating sausage. You know, and this actually worked. If anybody in your family has a taste for something strange, scrapple in my family. Some people like turkey necks. This probably came from being on the shit end of the stick, if you know what I'm saying. But we've developed a taste for these things over time. Listen, I don't want to eat like a rich French king because it seems like I get the gout every time I do. So I'm not much on the pate, but I'm sure that little rich kids develop a taste for it. Is this right? Can we get a little rich kid to call the show? Hello? After I removed the pearl earring that was embedded in my back, the girl and I went to breakfast and we began talking. She told me that her great-great-grandfather, Charles Hall, had invented an inexpensive method for producing aluminum, which became the first metal to attain widespread use since the prehistoric discovery of iron. She also said her dad was still a vice president at the Alcoa Corporation to this day, and she proved that she was a trust fund kid by rushing headfirst into every endeavor with a fistful of cash. It was really quite the weekend. Karaoke night was a Thursday, which also happened to be a full moon. Friday, Saturday, and Sunday we spent together, and it was full of drinking, drugs, and debauchery. The process for smelting aluminum is a bit complex, but my goal is not to get in the weeds here, so stay with me. It involves dissolving aluminum oxide in molten cryolite and electrolysizing the molten salt bath. This happens around 980 degrees Celsius or close to 1800 degrees Fahrenheit. Known as the Hull-Heralt process, this helped make aluminum an inexpensive commodity rather than a precious metal. Before this process, refining aluminum costs more than gold or platinum. In fact, it's said that bars of aluminum were exhibited alongside the crown jewels in France, and Napoleon even had reserved a few sets of aluminum dinner plates and eating utensils for his most honored guests. But thanks to Charles Hall and Paul Huralt, who both 
independently and almost simultaneously discovered this process in 1886. Now we can freely use aluminum any way we want. I think aluminum's magic every time I take it out of the oven with my bare hands and it's not hot to the touch. But what's truly magical is that Frenchman Paul Hirault and American Charles Martin Hall both discovered the process to refine aluminum simultaneously and independently. And that's just how the universe works. It's not coincidental or ironic. Instead, there were signs and sparks sent out around the globe, and these were the two men that decided to connect the dots. And this can happen to you too if you're paying attention, but you've got to get to that opportunity before someone else sees what you're seeing too. I'll tell you what else isn't ironic, and that's finding a black fly in your Chardonnay. Insects in your wine, if nothing more, is a sign that you should stop dining al fresco. Though, I'll tell you one thing, it's not comparable to a death row pardon two minutes too late. And I think Alanis Morissette has been misinforming people on irony for far too long. Now, it may be ironic that all you can find is a spoon when you need a knife, but it's not ironic that you're coveting another woman's spouse, okay? So the next time you're listening to an Alanis Morissette song, just remember she's Canadian. I love dive bars. In fact, one of my favorite things to do is called Bad Bar Night, and that's where we go to bars and taverns we wouldn't typically solicit. One time we were at a place called The Wet Spot. One of the regulars told me, you see over there by the piano? That's where somebody got stabbed last week. Whoa. I'm more surprised The Wet Spot has a piano. And that's what every dive bar needs is a hook. The Hustler had a great karaoke stage and they served underage kids, no questions asked. That was their unique selling proposition. Another place I liked in Tallahassee called The Waterworks served great specialty drinks, had a portrait of a man on the wall made completely of burnt toast. Now, that place was more of a tiki bar, which I love. There's a great tiki bar called Trader Sam's at Disney's Polynesian Resort. I definitely recommend it. What are some of the features and benefits, attributes of the dive bars that you go to? Tell me about a bad bar. We'll be taking these calls all week. While it wasn't very refined, we have smelted our way to the end of another episode. Stay tuned, though, to find out how I went from a precious metal to an inexpensive commodity as Crazy Town Week continues. We'll find out if I can dodge the landmines as I belly up to the bar and someone says, well, isn't this nice? The next time we get together and start joshing around. <laughs>